With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Thursday morning to you. It is a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. It's all brought to you by BetMGM Nevada, Gil Alexander, and Matt Santos in for Kelly Bidlin this morning. Good morning to you, Matthew. Good morning, Gil. How you doing, man? I'm good, dude. Does your mom call you Matthew? Does she call you that? No. She does not. No, it's, it's my anybody. mom's birthday. Hey, happy birthday, happy mom. Happy birthday, mom. Yeah. Happy birthday to mom. All right. Well, so, uh, is she listening or no? Probably not. She's Probably. at work. Okay. All right. Well, Grinding. I'll tell you who is. Uh, these guys who are kind enough to come on the show today. Also, uh, a lot listening to the show. We always appreciate that. Bill Krakenberger will be here, of course, hour number two. Josh Towers in studio. Looking forward to that, talking uh, baseball with Josh Towers. Last time Josh was here, he made the outlandish claim that he invented the question mark and that the, the Yankees would sit there and judge before he, uh, before he uh, if, if they had clinched and he hadn't uh, tied or broken the record. Well, I'll talk to him about that. By the way, uh, congratulations to Aaron Judge on uh, becoming uh, 12 home runs shy of the, uh, of the actual home run record. We just want to point that out. Both things are true, boys and girls. It's awesome, and it's also not the record. Uh, Andy McNeil to talk Central Division hockey with us. Uh, we will also talk to Adam Kramer on college football this hour. John Legace has got baseball and football thoughts. And, uh, well, Jeff Parles. Were you, you were able to book Jeff Parlay? Is that really true? That's amazing. Jeff Parlay on the show, ladies and gentlemen. You may know him as a producer on this here show. And, host. by the way, this is from uh, Action Cookbook on Twitter, speaking of the uh, judge. Uh, this is, and these are two perfect tweets. He goes, finally, Aaron Judge has done it. He's pulled to within 12 of the single-season home run record. I still think it's neat. He's having a great season, and it's fun. Quit lying about what it is, though. 
Ladies and gentlemen, let's hold two thoughts in our heads at the same time. Both things are true. We love Aaron Judge. And by the way, wouldn't he look beautiful in a Giants uniform next year? Um, But yeah, he ties Roger Maris last night. So good on him uh, for doing so. He finally, he he got there and then uh, still has a chance to break it now. He's got a whole week of baseball in which to do that. Uh, Speaking of baseball, a setback for our Braves bet last night. My goodness. It looked like for a long time it was going to be two losses or maybe the Braves could have eked out a win against the Nationals last night. But the Marlins took a 4 to nothing lead against the Mets. Mets came all the way back to beat them in extras. Meanwhile, the Braves couldn't get any offense going against the Nationals. They lose in extras. And so what does that do as we head into the big Mets at Braves series this weekend? Well, I'll tell you what it does. Puts the Braves one game back and really, in effect, two games back because the Mets own the tiebreaker. So what does that mean now as this series starts? And by the way, it's a series that could be marred by weather. We hope not. Remember, they refused to, uh, they, they already nixed any plans to pull, push a game up uh, earlier. Today, both teams have an off day due to the effects or the potential effects of Hurricane Ian in Florida um, and then in Georgia subsequently. They decided nothing today. Perhaps a split doubleheader could be played on Sunday if need be. Perhaps any game that is scuttled could be played on August 6th, the day in between the last day of the regular season and the first day of the wild card round. Anyway, those are the contingency plans. As it is the case now, we have a Friday night game, which is going to be Chris Bassett at Max Freed. Braves will be favored. And then the Saturday and Sunday games, as currently scheduled, the Mets will be favored. Remember, it'll be DeGrom against Kyle Wright. Then it'll be Scherzer against Charlie Morton. So if the Mets sweep, it's over. If the Mets win two out of three, their magic number would be one heading into the final three games of the season, and it would effectively be over. It would take a miracle at that point for the Braves to win. If uh, Talk about the end at least. If the Braves sweep... The Braves would be in the lead heading into the final three games of the season. Remember, the final three games of the season, the Mets play the Nats and the Braves play the Marlins. And if the Braves win two out of three, then we're tied and we're in effect right where we were yesterday heading into the final three games of the season where the Mets' magic number would be three, but in effect they couldn't slip up if the Braves keep applying pressure. Though at that point, the Braves wouldn't control the destiny. Both teams controlling destiny right now. But a setback for sure right now, the Braves plus 240, plus 260, somewhere in that range to win the division. But man, did that change it yesterday because instead of the Braves only needing to to win two of three to take the lead, now they need to sweep. So we shall see. What a fun weekend it is going to be. That is for sure. Heading into the NL East. By the way, um, football, football tonight, of course, with that game not being played. So you can focus if you have a bet on this Braves Nationals bet to win the NL East. You can focus on football tonight. The Dolphins at the Bengals. The 3-0 Dolphins against the 1-2 Bengals. Drew Dinsick was on the show yesterday. He did a great job of breaking down why this is a brutal spot, if you're into spots, for the Dolphins. And why this is, of course, a great spot for the Bengals and what he touched on. And he laid it out, and it's all true, right? Short turnaround week on the road, as always is the case for road teams on Thursdays. Not always, but usually. Tua... Battling an injury, appears like he will play. Waddle battling injuries, appears like he will play. Mike McDaniel, first time, primetime game as a head coach on a short turnaround. I don't know how much I make of that. And just the fact that, you know, because I would also say this, it's not like he's going up against Gibbs and Pettibone. 
It's an old school reference, boys and girls. He's going up against Zach Taylor. But I will say this, though, for me, again, now, for my contest picks, so on the Megapod, I'm 7-2. and two. We do three a week. In the Circa Millions, I'm 9-6, and six, which is, you know, fine. Not going to win you any contests, but it's a fine record in real life. This is not going to be a play for me tonight. I'm not touching this. By the way, Dolphins traveled early. They're on their way to Cincinnati this morning to ensure that they can actually get to Cincinnati. This per Adam Beasley at Pro Football Network. Hard to believe they'll have anywhere near the level of preparation, he said, needed to play at their highest level tomorrow. I don't know about that. I don't know. I I think these are things we say. Okay, maybe they won't have their highest level of preparation, but does that necessarily affect your handicap? The other thing we're talking about, oh, they played the Bills and they were on the defense was on the field for 90 snaps, which we talked about. Oh my God, the Bills had 90 plays. Not all their players are on the field for all 90 plays, though. Right? They're usually on for two-thirds of those. So I guess all of that to say, for me, there's enough swirling around where I get the I get the the point about it being a bad spot, but I have enough respect for the Dolphins also to say, yeah, I'm not I'm, I'm not fading them. And I will say this about this game: the Dolphins, as I said yesterday. If the Dolphins figure out a way to win this game, and they can get to 4-0 and after figuring out a way to beat Buffalo despite getting crushed in the box score, and then winning this on a short turnaround on the road, it is time for everybody to take the Dolphins seriously. Also, it also remains true that if the Bengals lose this and go to 1-3, I'm not going to say their season is over because it's not. There's 13 games left but you've certainly put yourself behind the eight ball. Let's put it that way, four games into the season, and the margin for error becomes awfully thin moving forward. So no play for me on this one. I'll tell you what I do uh, think I will have plays on, both from a Circa Millions and from a Survivor standpoint. First of all, Circa Millions. And a lot of this also gets back down to we're into week four. Preseason convictions, maybe a sliver of that still plays into some of this. But it's kind of fading away. Now you're dealing with really what you're seeing on the football field now. But right now, if I'm filling out my Survivor entry, excuse me, my uh, Circa Millions entry right now, which you can't here early Thursday morning, but if I were right at this moment, I think I'm going with my three teams that I had on guessing lines conviction, which is Colts laying the points versus the Titans. That is preseason conviction on the Colts. I don't think they're as bad as people are making them out to be. I like that team. Don't like the Titans as much. I think the Colts would be one of my plays. I was surprised. I guessed that a little higher on Monday on Guessing Lines with Chrissy. The Raiders, for me, would be a play. The Raiders at 0-3, I think, get off the schneid. Gots to. It's a gots-to-win situation for the Raiders. And I just don't think the Broncos are a very good football team despite being 2-1. and one. I think the Raiders figured it out this week. I think the Raiders will be a pick of mine. And then the last one was the, of the three that I had conviction on during guessing lines was the Rams in that Monday night game. Drew talked about this yesterday too. He was on he was on my page, which is I think the wrong team's favorite here. So Colts, Raiders, and Rams from guessing lines, and then if you have to fill out, and this is the thing about going, all right, why am if you go, you know, if you only have to pick three a week, which we do on the Megapod, which I'm recording right after this show, with Todd, Jeff, and Adam Chernoff, our guest today, beating the book podcast for those interested. Three a week, so seven and two. As soon as you have to, you know, flesh it out to five a week, which is why these contests are so hard. Well, there's going to be some drift off that. So nine and six, what are the other two? And this is kind of what I'm talking about. Like, okay, how do you fill out the five? Right now, I don't know if that Vikings number is two and a half in London. I think I might do that. Vikings traveling tonight, spending as little time in London as possible. I like the Vikings during the offseason. I don't really see why I would, like, completely go away. 
that at this point. And then there's a game that I could I could honestly argue. We ask a question on the Megapod. What's the game you want no part of? If you had to bet 15 games, what's the 16th you would want no part of? I could answer Cardinals-Panthers. At the same time, I could also say, and I'm getting to this, which is I would never play the Panthers, but I would only play the Cardinals. And so if I'm thinking of it that way, should that be a pick? So those would be the, the five. As far as Survivor's concerned, that's a whole nother dilemma. And I talked to Derek Stevens briefly on Sunday when I was at Circa. Brent Musburger, kind enough to honor me to have me on his show on Sunday. It's always an honor to be on with Brent. But I don't know with Survivor, the, the options. The Lions are hosting the Seahawks. That's been an option. But yesterday, Amon, Amon Ross St. Brown, DeAndre Swift, TJ Hawkinson, others didn't even practice for the Lions. The Chargers are consideration at the at the Texans. Josh, uh, excuse me, Justin Herbert, limited practice yesterday. The Packers are hosting the the Patriots. That's the biggest bet, um, you know, spread on the board. But of the remaining fifteen hundred and fifty players in Survivor, what percentage are going to play the Packers? Fifty percent? Am I crazy to think that? So I don't want. I want to inject a little game theory and not play them just in case. Then do you put your stock in the Giants against the Bears? I don't know that I want to do that. The Eagles are playing the Jags. Jags are pretty feisty. Do I really want to play the Eagles in Survivor? So it's the second straight week. What I'm getting at here is two years and three weeks of the Circus Survivor era. Yet Last week was the first week in all of that that I recommended and played spreads of fewer than three points. I think I'm doing that again. I think I'm playing the Raiders as one of mine. That's what it's come to. That's the mayhem that is Survivor this year in the National Football League. John Legace on baseball and football next. It's a numbers game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford, Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today.
Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Game on v the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open the account. Open an account, I should say, and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week, I guarantee Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Ladies and gentlemen, he's plucked from the bleachers at Yankee Stadium right out of central casting. But he knows more about betting than the average guy in the bleachers. We'll give him that. It's John Legesa from Mayo Media doing baseball, doing football these days. How you doing, man? Yo, what's up, man? You know, I was just tweeting before. It feels good. People finally hate the Yankees again. It means they're doing something right. We actually had that tweet prepared to go. This is exactly what you said. You said, feels so <laughs> good to have people hating on the Yankees again. It's been a while since I really felt it. Well, let me uh, let me ask you this, Mr. Legesa, because I have said this on the show, and I was going to say this was Josh Towers a little later. I've said before, I was like, I can't wait to bet against the Yankees in the division series. So I am among those haters. Um, just because I don't think they are that well-rounded, do you dispute that? No, that's. I think that's the major flaw with this team. But you also know going up against them in a vacuum, in any single-game scenario, you could be just running into a buzzsaw that there isn't. Maybe we're in Dodger blue. you got to give it up. The Dodgers, I think they play after my bedtime. Sometimes I sell them a little short. But that Yankee offense is really good as they're getting the pieces back. And I think we spoke about that midseason, that they were going to go through the ebbs and flows of injuries. It's a different team when they're healthy on offense. Yeah, I mean, I guess a part of that also for me, though, is, you know, so when Judge was hitting tons of homers, making his way up to 60, and the division was still in the balance. It was, you know, it was closer. At one point, it got a little dicey, but it didn't so much at the end. But when it was still in the balance, and we used to say, we're like, why are they pitching to him? Like, nobody currently at that time in this lineup is going to beat him. And now, when he was trying to chase the record here at the end, you know, you had Steve, the Stephen A's of the world who are like, oh, my God, pitch to him, whatever. And meanwhile, the Blue Jays are in a you know race for a wild card. That's what they should have done. They should have been very careful. And by the way, there's a lot of 3-2 counts before he finally, you know, when he would get walked during this series, and then he finally hit one. So that was a little, to me, um, not really a well-founded argument either because the Blue Jays were kind of testing him, um, even though the, a lot of them ended up in walks. I guess what I'm saying is, in the postseason, if I mean, unless the unless the people around him, unless the guys in the lineup around him can really make you pay for it, I would start that strategy, right? I'd be like, okay, well, you're not going to beat me. Everybody else should. Well, that's absolutely viable. To your point about the treatment that he received, I mean, I'm old enough to remember Barry Bonds. That's nothing like what we saw from Barry Bonds, right? The nothing. Bases loaded, intentional walks. That was nothing like it. They were pitchers were attacking the zone. Once you're behind 2-0 to Aaron Judge, then it just really just makes sense to put him on first. He can't kill you from there. He can only hurt you a little bit. So whatever. There's too much overreacting to small samples of baseball. That's what it is. To your second point, 
I think it might depend on where the Yankees slot him. I mean, he's got to be the tallest and heaviest leadoff hitter I can remember. <laughs> That's the past, for sure. But the, the past 15 days or so, Aaron Judge is leading off. If he's leading off, you walk him right off the bat. He doesn't have the legs to take the base. I think the Yankees might pull back on that, depending what the contact rates maybe look like, depending who's on the bump. You can get the same on-base stuff from Rizzo and challenge them to have that attack plan versus Judge with a man on where it's not as viable. You see where I'm going with that? I, I'm curious to see what the Yankees yeah. do with the lineup placement because the, the leadoff stuff is working, but I don't know if it's going to win the playoffs. It's what makes baseball and then the postseason so interesting. You know, again, we, yeah. we said it a million times. Um, 80%, 75%, 80% of, of NBA favorites get through largely because of the first round. Stats by uh, Lopez putting this out that, you know, for hockey for that to manifest, for that percentage of favorites to get through, you have to play a best of 51. That's how random it is for that uh, before that manifested. In baseball, it's best of 75. That's how random baseball is. It's it's an amazing thing to, to context to put in. It's great stat. All right, you do yeah. have a baseball play today. Yeah. Oh, man, was I so excited because everything's foosball now to be breaking down some baseball. Check it out. We're going to Seattle. I want a piece of the Texas Rangers today. F5 money line. I saw it on the right side of even money, so I saw plus 105. Definitely look for it at least at even money. So we want Texas Rangers F5 money line. Give me John Gray, King of the North, Young Wolf of Winterfell. I love it, man. 364 <laughs> ERA, 111 whip, the 634 OPS looking good across the board. 20% K minus walk. He could beat you in the zone or out. 35 chase rate, 84 in zone contact. So we're always looking for that. He keeps it low. He keeps it slow. The grill master's keeping it off the bone. 45 ground ball, 30 hard hit, sub one home run per nine. So really, there's that tapestry. He does it all. The discipline stats, elevation, batted ball quality, everything is in check. And against righties, He's really doing what I love to see is pitchers putting their best pitch to the four. So he's throwing the slider first, 44 use, 309 X-Log, 44% whiff on your featured pitch. That's why he's been so very good going up against Marco Gonzalez. I mean, I don't know. He's at that point where 89 mile an hour in the fastball is just not doing it. People see the four ERA. I see the XFIP and Sierra north of 4.9, single-digit K-minus walk, 20 home runs to righties year-to-date. Last 13 games started, three earned runs nine times, Five earned runs or more, five times. I mean, this guy's getting beat up since the All-Star break, and Texas hits lefties last 1,100 plate appearances, right? Not nothing. 334 Team Wobble, 118 WRC+. Even it's low, Jung, Simeon, Duran, they all hit lefties well. The Seattle O has been good last seven, but without Julio... They don't have the piece that really strikes fear in the heart. And we're only looking for 15 now. So race to 15. I think we have the pitching edge and the offensive edge. I'm surprised this one's at even money. Give me Texas F5 money line plus 105 today. Talking to John Legaza. You can find him on Twitter at John Legaza. That's L-A-G-H-E-Z-Z-A. Phonetically, lag Heza. All right, John. Here's the thing. If people right. are following you on Twitter, they know that you've trans you're transitioning slowly, right, from baseball yeah. over to football, and the real altered beast, <laughs> your real passion right now, and you yeah. pra and you practically beg me via text, via subtweets. You're like, you gotta ask me about these line moves. So I want to ask you about them um, because you are uh, you're you're really into the predicting uh, the predictive measures that you're taking for that in the NFL. Yeah. What did you get this this week? Well, this week we've kind of been in front. Of just about everything. I hate to be like that because you. I, I really like to know, to stay in my lane, right? You want to be confident without being arrogant, although sometimes you have to be willing to push up against that 
borderline there. That's just what it is. Hopefully you're surrounded by enough positive people that they'll kind of pull you back in. But we've been in front of everything, and it's because of, like I said, the ML jiggle, that money line jiggle. This is very similar to reading the tape in trading. We look for money to come in on the games, right? That's intuitive. It makes sense. The thing with football betting is there are two levels to the line, let's call it. There's a price, but then there's also the number. So what's happening is volume is creating change in the money line. That change in the money line is affecting the value of the point offered, which makes a lot of sense. And that becomes a leading indicator of the change. So it's I, 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 I do appreciate the P word. I try not to use the word predictive too much because I actually think this might be more of a self-fulfilling prophecy, which is fine, right? I'm not trying to tell the future. I am trying to read the tape, right? That's what I am trying to do. Use a data-backed, 1,000% wholly objective measure to determine value in the market to portend shifts in the line. And that's exactly what we've seen. I put it out every day. It's on Patreon. Right now it's free for another couple days. But even after that, it's $2 a week. It's just to keep the lights on. The idea is when you see these cost per points hit the single digits, you're going to see the line move because the book is generally trying to push us against the spread. They want to make their money on volume. They're more than willing to eat the minus 10 on both sides, and they're going to get paid no matter what. Where they get beat up is when underdogs start overproducing and the public is on it first. So that's what I've been finding. Value on the underdogs from a cost per point lens has been the leading indicator to portend line shifts. That's as good right. as I could put it in 120 seconds that's, or less. And that was a wonderful explanation, especially for new time betters, right? A wonderful explanation for newish betters um, who who not haven't necessarily thought of things that way. The four right. teams, real quick, and just give me a 10-second answer to this because I have a follow-up, and we don't have much time. But the four teams that that applied to, the four games that it applied to this week were? Okay, I had Arizona going from plus two to plus one and a half. We had Cleveland going from minus one and a half to one. We had New England going to at least um, plus 10. They crossed that and went to plus nine and a half. Ooh, the last one. Oh, I kind of dropped it right now. That's I don't okay. want to mislead anybody. All but right. feel free to listen. Check, Go check the, the page. I put everything out in front of the public. I'm willing to take these L's. But we have really outproduced the market. It's been ridiculous. Okay, of. so here's the thing, John. The, the theory behind all this is the higher rate at which you get ahead of those line moves, the better you will do long term. Short term, oh, Short term sample sizes, though, can go either way. How has it worked out the first three weeks of the season? Well, it's been excellent, but again, you have to understand the luck element, and I'll tell you this is exactly what happened. We picked up on San Fran plus one last weekend, and I said to smash it immediately. It would close at minus one and a half. It did exactly that. Guess what? San Fran lost by one. Our people cashed. That's a major win. Okay. It was just interesting to, to look at things that way again. It's all at John Legesa on Twitter. Thank you. Thank you, John. Always a pleasure, man. Awesome. Yeah. John Legesa, always passionate about what he's doing. We'll come back on the other side. College football with Adam Kramer. It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. 
a numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. The NHL season is almost here, and our hockey betting experts are ready for all the action. The VSEN hockey season prep guide is available now with strategies and best bets for the season ahead. Get in-depth analysis from our hockey experts, including Andy McNeil, with predictions for teams and players, win totals, daily betting tips, season-long trends to watch, plus three things every new NHL better should know. We'll get into some of that a little later with Andy. This guide is a must-have with key insights and data for both avid hockey betters and those new to the sport. Give yourself an edge this season and get the VEASAN Hockey Season Prep Guide by becoming a VEASAN Pro subscriber today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Matt Santos, the biggest news in the morning. And I know it's rattling uh, everybody's cage here. It's just, uh, absolutely uh, mind-wrecking. Pete Davidson was the one who broke up with Kim Kardashian? Is that I'm the news? finding a hard time uh, believing this that one. a big deal. Big deal. Ladies and gentlemen, Adam Kramer knows about all, uh, all such things related to the Kardashians. He also knows some college football. He writes for uh, VEASAN.com and the Bleacher Report. We're always thrilled to have him on. How you doing, Adam? I'm doing well, man. How about yourself? I'm doing great. You, uh, you wrote a great piece once again this week at OlaVisa.com, and, and it starts sort of, you know, reminiscing about how things change quickly in college football. Now, one of the teams you threw in there, it wasn't your main point, because you were, you were talking mainly about uh, Texas and how they have uh, obviously fallen from grace quickly, and, and you also, of course, um, we're talking about the University of Miami, and we'll get into that here momentarily. But you also threw in Boise State, which I could really appreciate. I used to go see a Boise State game up in Boise once a once a you know a year. Um, I can remember sitting there, the, you know, Kellen Moore in 2011 when they lost to TCU by a point. They had missed two field goals. You know, they were gonna they they were a national championship contender, and how they've fallen from grace. And that's just sort of the thing when you when you look at forget Boise State for a second. When you look at Texas, you point out they've lost eight of eleven, eight of eleven. Yeah. Like that—that's that's unbelievable. There's that, and you know, then, then of course there's a you know what you were saying before about you about uh, the University of Miami. I mean, it's so quick, and yet at the same time, it's it's quick when it happens, right? But it takes a long time. It, it does. It's like a business, right? It's like a business that you see is struggling, and there are signs that maybe it's not the same as it once was, and then it seems to kind of, you, you do what Miami did which was lose to Middle Tennessee and give up pass plays. I don't know, four pass plays of like 60 yards or more. I mean, that was unbelievable. Um, the funny thing about Boise, by the way, is I like them this weekend uh, in a very gross football game against San Diego State. But, no, I, for me, right, it is a bit nostalgic because I came into this sport and I look at, look at Texas, I look at Miami, and, you know, I like Miami a lot heading into this year. I like Texas quite a bit heading into this year. And the problem with Texas is the whole Texas is back notion. There have been glimpses. The Alabama game, which was a couple of weeks ago, was like, wow, Texas is doing it. And then Texas does this. And that's been the problem. Every time there's a sign that they're coming out of it, they don't. I still think both have tremendous resources. That's the good news for Texas Miami in the day age of NIL. You can maybe pull out of it, but it really showed us just how, how much we have to go here. Another, another blue blood in college football, uh, USC, which, uh, you know, they ugly win against Oregon State. You spun that positively in, in the piece of Eason.com. Let me just sort of have a counter to that, right, which is, and they, by the way, they're 25.5-point favorites against Arizona State this weekend. Um, but there, you know, uh, there was a piece in ESPN.com, but Bill Connolly wrote one, where he talked about how, you know, it's been great that it, in terms of the, all their turnovers that they've gotten, but they've intercepted or broken up 24 passes this year while opponents have defensed – 11. And so if you went to national averages, right, 24 versus 11, what that ends up being analytically, it would typically result in about five picks for USC and about 2.3 for opponents. And instead, what you've gotten is 11 for USC and zero for opponents. 
Plus, they've recovered all seven of their fumbles in their games, too. <laughs> right? So it's like, how much yeah. of USC is really smoke and mirrors? Well, so it, that's, it's a great data. And there's definitely acknowledging that they've had tremendous luck. And that is tremendous, hearing it all kind of spewed out, too. But I think when you're looking back, I, I don't, you know, I recalibrate to what the ex, my expectations for this team was. I think they've surpassed. I know we got a long way to go. Look, they haven't played. I thought the Fresno State game was really impressive. Stanford was, you know, they showed a lot of really good things. I just, the fact that they're finding ways to win a game like that, um, I think is okay. Now, the truth, we'll find out. The fumble luck, the interception luck, that stuff will, you know, when you play at Utah here in a couple of weeks, that might go away. Utah's a, a double-digit fave against the team that USC struggled with this week, right? So we'll, we'll, we'll figure that part out. The fact that they've been able to show that component this quickly, though, I think it's a good thing for long-term trajectory here. And that's kind of the focus. This year, we got a lot to learn. The fact that the offense sputtered, I think the offense will still be good and fine. Oregon State, man, um, that's a fun team. I don't want to lose sight of that, too. That is a fun game team. When you bet on them or bet against them, man, they tend to bring it. Uh, a couple other things before we get to, to this week's games, because I'm glad you seized on these, too, because it was you know, it's college football. Like you said, you've got to embrace the chaos. And there was a couple of things that went down this past week where you're just like, you can't help but laugh. First of all, Felica, our buddy Chris Felica the Bear, who we all know and love, he's in the uh, William Hill College Football Contest. And he was telling me, he was like, oh, man, I'm so, I, I can't believe that I didn't play, you know, Wazoo here. And uh, I'm so regretful that I didn't. And then I'm like, and then I text him, I'm like, oh, my God, are you going to be so thrilled that you didn't play Wazoo, right? Because Oregon has this unbelievable stretch at the end where Bo Nix hits the long pass, then they have the pick six, only to have that shattered at the end. It's just, it's mayhem. And by the way, it, no one's making any deal of, like, the clock just going away at the end there. Like, we have to believe them there were five seconds left. It was just ridiculous. Uh -huh. I was not invested in this game, right? And I've got my basement set up. I've got the three TVs and two iPads. And, and yet, it, it, for someone who's not invested, I, could, I was on my floor at the end, right? I'm just watching this, thinking about everybody holding a ticket in this game. So, um, you know, Washington State, that's rough. That's rough. But to come back at the end with one second with questionable, questionable <laughs> clock management, like that is what I love. I know it's what you love, too, right? Yeah. We love this about college football. You had a sequence of like a couple hours where you had that. You have a kick hitting the top of the goalpost. You've got missed extra points. You've got a guy fumbling it on the one-inch line from Missouri. You had, as a better last week, it was rough. Pick a game, any game, and there was a sequence there that probably made or cost you money. Where does the Mizzou loss to Auburn and the nature of that loss rank in your all-timers? I mean, so, so it, again, we talk about teams uh, like Miami and Texas, you know, that are down bad. It wasn't just the fumble. <laughs> you had the offsides on the miss. You know, you had a missed field goal. You had the offsides that gave them another shot at another uh, field goal, which of course Auburn made. They <laughs> were a very good kicker. You had three distinct that one by them lonesome would be a big deal and would be a bad loss. And you have three within about 10 minutes. Uh, the fumble, though, is truly – I mean, that's about as bad as I can <laughs> recall. I, I, again, another – I was on my floor a lot last week. That was another one where I'm screaming. And here's the other part of it. 
Auburn fans were probably mad about it. Yeah. Auburn fans want their coach out. Yeah. That gave him at least another week. You had everyone was miserable watching that football game. Brian Harson would have been fired on the field if they lose that. Yes. And instead, it is you're right. It's the trifecta. Mizzou misses a field goal, jumps offside. So of course the Auburn hits the second one, and then in overtime, only having to score as they're going across the goal line. Fumble. It's just incredible. All right. So this week. Um, not the sexiest week of college football, but there are a couple good games. One, um, NC State, Clemson. Are we feeling good about DJ right now? We're feeling better, right? We, we've been pretty hard on him, or at least I have. And, I, you know, I've done a story on it. I've spent time with the kid. A lot of talent there. It came together for a Saturday, uh, and it was pretty impressive. Five touchdowns, 371 yards. There was not a lot of defense played in that game. Uh, I think it goes without, without saying. I think the part of this game that's really interesting to me is, you know, the total here. I mean, it was 40-and-a-half, I think, last night, now to 42. So that felt a little low. I know neither of these offenses have been all that impressive. Both have quarterbacks that are capable. NC State, you know, beat Texas Tech, but it wasn't exactly a blowout, and they certainly haven't compiled a lot of points. The total is the part of this that I've really struggled with. I still feel like this is the, this is the problem. If you're, if you're wanting to back Clemson, is that Wake Forest win a good win? of yeah. a bad loss to come. Yeah. And I think it's a sign of a bad loss. Bad loss. But to me, I think NC State feels very live. And I still think that total's not high enough. So I'd probably go the underdog here and I'd take the over. Can Arkansas cover? Can they threaten Alabama for an outright? They can threaten because they got a good quarterback. But I'll say Alabama's last couple of weeks, which have been cupcakes, I think they've figured a lot of things out. Will Anderson is Will Anderson again, and the wide receivers look like they're starting to figure things out. And that's a big deal. Granted, came against UL Monroe and Vanderbilt. I think this is a, I think this line speaks volumes. Arkansas are very capable. They've got to eliminate the dumb mistakes that really cost them last week. I just think Alabama is going to hit its stride here, and I think the Crimson Tide probably are going to cover. All right, how about Kentucky and Ole Miss? Ole Miss is favored here by uh, just shy of a touchdown. Two teams that uh, felt like they were looking ahead to this con- to this battle this week. <laughs> yeah, both pretty ugly. I can say I've watched every team. These two teams, like this is a game that I'm kind of perplexed by, and I don't know if you feel the same way because clearly, you know, with the line, Ole Miss a touchdown. Um, I think that offense is going to be too much, but from a coaching advantage, even though I love me some Lane Kiffin, I think Mm -hmm. Mark Stoops has a sizable advantage on that for most weeks, by the way. Um, Again, I go back to the total, what, 54 is the last I saw. Um, The total here to me seems a little low. I think Ole Miss is going to score points. I don't know what to make of last week's results, though. Hopefully a look-ahead game for both, because if not, this could be a little bit of an ugly game. Yeah, let me clarify. Ole Miss now a full touchdown, seven-point favorite in that against Kentucky. Um, It's always fun, Adam, and I'm sure we'll have more ridiculous endings this week, so look forward to it, man. Appreciate it, buddy. Talk to you soon. Adam Kramer at Kegs and Eggs on Twitter. Jeff Parlay, how did we secure this guest? Next on Baseball and Football on the other side. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. Five to six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. 
Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting. Football fans can turn a loss into a win with the king of sportsbooks. Just place a single first touchdown score or prop bet on every Thursday night pro football game. If your bet loses, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. This offer is available all season long. Wager confidently and take your game to the next level with BetMGM. Just log into your account or download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Then wager on any player to score the first touchdown in any pro football game. And if your bet misses you'll get up to $25 back in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire, rather, seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Skill Alexander, Matt Santos in for the vacationing. Kelly Midland. By the way, your uh, pro tip for the hour has to do with uh, similar to what we were talking about with Jason Weingarten yesterday. Uh, if you may recall, we were talking about his Michael Harris Rookie of the Year bet and whether he should hedge. There's there's the theoretical and then there's the re- reality of sports betting. And you could do things in theory, but then when the moment comes, sometimes you have to switch up your thinking. Jason's not a hedger by nature, but maybe he wants to hedge for the amount of money on his Michael Harris ticket. We were talking about it this morning in terms of Survivor. Uh, and I was telling Derek Stevens again on Sunday, I was like, hey, you know, I have all these theories about Survivor that I've tried and true for year and year. And then some that sometimes you hit a, a snag in all of it. And you're like, well, by snag, I mean is this year there's no confidence in anything. If you guys could throw it back up on the screen here. And the pro tip is really, hey, recognize the difference between your theories and reality. With so much parity in the NFL, you have to be willing to change when the two don't match. So if you have a season three weeks in, where you have relatively no, I mean, relatively no, I won't say no confidence, but very little confidence in every team, well, maybe you don't play all 
of your entries the same way or them half and half or whatever. Maybe you play them all differently, which is something I've never done before. It's a new sort of area. So that's really the thing. That's your uh, sports betting tip of the day with so much parity in the NFL. You have to be willing to change when the two don't match. That's your uh, pro tip of the hour, I should say, brought to you by uh, VSIN and everything at vsin.com. That's where your pro tip is available, searchable on vsin.com. 20 a day right here on the network. Jeff Parlay joins us right now. He is the host of uh, two shows, co-host of two shows on the weekend here, all live betting, sometimes with Ben Wilson. The two of them have a ball, sometimes with others. And, of course, he's the star of the Megapod on the Beating the Book podcast as well. And, oh, by the way, was a producer here on this show. Okay, twice a producer. Producer number five at eight is Jeff Parlay. How you doing, Parles? I'm good, Gil. Also, too, uh, you, you buried the lead on Live Bet Saturday and Sunday. It's produced by Matt Santos. Oh, That's wow. That's the biggest thing of the whole show. My goodness. I apologize. Matt Santos, what do you have to say for yourself? How many shows are you producing here in the network? Uh, currently, I'm a little all over the place, but currently, three. <laughs> it's a man who's three. beaten down. He's like, I don't know. <laughs> Gil, it's like seven shows. I don't know. I can't even count them anymore. All right, Jeff. Big night for the Mets last night. Your Metropolitans, they come back from a 4 to nothing deficit and get it done in extras against the Marlins. Meanwhile, the, uh, the, just the Braves had all kinds of trouble scoring against Josiah Gray and the Nats' bullpen, and the Nats get it done in extras against the Braves. And that's a big turn of events because now the Braves pretty much, they don't have to sweep the Mets. If they win two of three, we're back to tied, where the Mets have the tiebreaker, but with three games still to play. But it does change it because the Braves now can't take the lead by winning a two of three is the point here in this upcoming series. How do you feel about your Mets right now? Are you worried? Do you feel good about it? What's the story? I feel a lot better than I would have if the Mets had blown that game last night, Gil. I'll tell you that. Uh, you know, one game up going into the weekend, the task is very simple. Win two out of three with your three best pitchers on the mound, and you win the division now if you're the New York. So I, I feel when in tide, I feel pretty darn nervous because as of this moment, I think the Braves are the best team in baseball. I think they're better than the Dodgers. I think their their lineup is deeper than L.A. I think they're starting pitching, at least at top of that rotation, especially when Strider comes back, if he does, is as good as what the L.A. throws out there. But look, if they're the four seed, that's a whole different task to make a World Series, as you and I discussed all summer. So yeah. I feel pretty I feel pretty good about what where the Mets are. Yet the Grom Scherzer and Bassett with a one-game lead needing to win two games to really put this thing on ice. What else could you have asked for back in April? Couldn't ask for more. You'd take it every time, for sure. Um, I think you'd also take it if you're the Braves. You know, you're like, okay, well, I thought they'd be the Mets would be good, but we'll, we like our position too. Um, would you play the plus 240 to plus 260, whatever's out there on the Braves right now? Would you tell people to play that, or would you say, yeah, don't play it anymore? I would say it all if you if you want if you have a a really good Mets position and you want to get out of it, I don't mind it. Other than that, I think at this point you can these games are going to be so yeah. evenly priced, Gil. You could just go individual games here. I, I think it's at this point it's like, well, we're here. Let's see what happens. Kind of kind of thing. Um, let's go to football. You, of course, are doing the Megapod with me. Oh, a little more than an hour from now, Adam Chernoff, our guest on the Beating the Book Megapod Day. We're thrilled to have him on there. And, of course, Dodd Wishnev from his mom's cork attic. Um, you know, different audience here. What are you thinking about? What do you think your top three plays might be this weekend in the NFL? 
Gil, this is a very, as always, is a difficult card. But this week, it's a difficult card for a different reason for me. Because I actually like a whole bunch, which Uh-oh. is very rare. Oh, yeah, no. no that's, usually, that's, that's usually the weeks that you, uh, <laughs> you're in trouble when you like too much and try to parse it down. Uh, I, I will say this, Gil. The one game that will be on there for sure in some fashion will be the Arizona Cardinals. Yes, road. Yes, we know what Kingsbury has been on the road in his NFL career. But how are they an underdog against this Carolina team? Because the Panthers stink. And I understand that Carolina is a 57-yard kick away from Cade York from being 2-1. Two two and one, But this team isn't any good. And Arizona, even though their performance really has been ha- dictated by only one half of football in Vegas, uh, of being good, the rest of it has been pretty mediocre. They're still the more talented team. And also, I know we we kind of put to bed the West Coast team flying to East Coast early in the day. This is a 4 o'clock Eastern and taking a West Coast team going East. So that will be in there yeah, let me, in some let me, fashion. Let me interrupt for one second. Let me, let me spoil your flow here. I apologize for one second. And just add, I, that was one of my five millions plays. I don't know if it'll get in my top three for the Megapod or not. I'm with you on the mm-hmm. Cardinals. And I just want to throw out that stat again. Because for me... It is the most incredible stat uttered in the NFL this year. When it traces back, so so again, for those who have missed this, we've said it on multiple platforms, but if you've missed it, the Carolina Panthers under Matt Rule, <laughs> when the opponent scores <laughs> 17 points or more, again, not 24 or more, not 30 or more, we're talking about 17. We're talking about practice here. We're talking about 17. Matt Rule's Carolina Panthers, when the opponent scores 17 or more, are one and twenty-five straight up. So if you look at it through that prism as well, and you think about Kyler Murray and the Cardinals, you're like, well, I mean, if they can get to seventeen, right? I mean, throw that in the mix. I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, definitely. And again, that stat is still unbelievable. It's mind-boggling. Yeah, <laughs> it's mind-boggling. Uh, the other ones that are in consideration, I have made up my mind. Uh, laying three with Dallas against your commanders, Gilly. How dare you. Uh, Washington really just looks terrible through three weeks. Uh, and then one other one, at least under consideration, I don't know if we'll make it into my top three, uh, is Cleveland. I- I'm kind of surprised that the Browns are only a one-and-a-half-point favorite on the road against Atlanta. I understand that Miles Garrett won't play in this game after suffering, uh, get- getting in that car accident and seemingly getting pretty fortunate, all things considered with the injuries that he suffered in that accident. But Cleveland's looked really good, and they're one fluky thing away from being 3-0, and and they're less than a field goal against Atlanta. And I know the Falcons, at least offensively, have looked much better than we thought they would. That seems a little bit cheap on Cleveland. So one and a half on the road, that very well may make, may my, make my top three later today on the Megapod. Are you, in, in Circa Millions, Are you, is it you and Wes Reynolds again combining? Yes, it sure is, yes. Okay. How for those who have who who are in, you know, groups in a contest or those considering being in one perhaps next year, what is the dynamic between you and you and Wes? Do you guys come to blows at some point over a game? Um, is it tense? Is it amiable? How does it work out? We're we're pretty we're pretty cordial when it co- when push comes to shoves. The only thing that happens is you're going to have to be willing to play a side that you don't like that your partner really likes. And last week, Gil, one of those sides ended up getting home, and that was the Denver Broncos on Sunday night, Eesh. where I didn't want anything to do with that. And somehow, somehow, Denver not only covered, 
but one eleven to ten. So look, we're off to a pretty slow start. We're eight and seven in both contests right now. Um, we, we'd obviously like to be at ten and five through three three weeks, but it's a it, it, one week to go in the quarter at circa, and then Gil, it's a whole new season over there. It's a whole new season. That's right. Quarter by quarter. Uh, you can play it that way, of course, while you're putting your eyes on the uh, season-long prize as well. All right, Jeff, uh, I'll see you in about an hour. Um, can't do brunch with you afterwards. I'm sorry. Got things to do. Apologies okay. for that. Um, but uh, Jeff Parles, once again, Todd Wishnev, and today's guest on the uh, Beating the Book Megapod, the Beating the Book podcast, Adam Chernoff from the Simple Handicap, and, of course, covers. He will join us as well. Thank you, Parlay. We'll see you soon. See you soon, Gil. Thank you. Jeffrey, everybody. Producer 5 and 8 on this here program back in the day. Doing big things. We hope only for his profile to grow and grow. Bill Krakenberger on the other side, as well as Josh Towers, as well as Andy McNeil. It's a numbers game at Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Hey, Sarah. I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to, like that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. 